Hi, we are at CanXR once again, and today I am with a female, Joanna Popper. She is the global head of location-based entertainment for HP. Did I get that right? Yes. <laughs> always good not to mangle the titles. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long title, so That's I, great. I guess. Joanna, this is like the third conference in six months that I've found you. I've, <laughs> I've seen you in Berlin. I've seen you at South By. We're here in Cam. Yes. Uh, you go to, everywhere. Get, yes, I'm lucky enough to get to go to a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the interesting festivals and see a lot of the great VR work and AR work that is out there. Yes. And you are so dedicated to this medium that you were willing to put a headset and drop out of a helicopter, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. You've been following me. Yes. I was lucky enough at Comic-Con last year to do the Jack Ryan experience that was created by the team there. It was done by Media Monks and uh, what are they called? Yeah. The, the, so Media Monks plus the Amazon Prime video team created it for Jack Ryan. And so I not only jumped out of a helicopter, but I also did a zip line in VR in the same experience. It was, it was a pretty crazy one. You went, jumped immediately out of a helicopter, jumped right into a plank wearing your VR headset the whole time. Uh, then from the plank into a shootout, and from there you went into a zip line, a real, real live zip line that you zip line down in VR into a a driving simulation. Um, it's pretty crazy stuff, and it was all live stream on Twitch. <laughs> so yes, they were using the HP backpacks in it and uh, Optitract and Oculus headsets. It was a pretty, pretty crazy experience. I, yeah, Thirty, like, thirty ninjas and uh, media monks were the ones who put it together for Amazon Prime Video. Well, it was quite a spectacular. Even you telling about it was quite, you know, quite <laughs> memorable because I couldn't imagine ziplining with a headset. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool. And actually, right after they, I did that, I saw that they had an announcement that something similar, just the zipline part, not the helicopter and rest, but were, were, <laughs> that came up in London. So. So uh, people here close by to can can also go zip line out zip line in VR. I, I understand if you head over to London. Yeah, I I recommend it. We should all try <laughs> these crazy crazy things with headsets on. <laughs> well, tell me, how did you get an immersive? What what launched your or piqued your interest or got you started? Sure. So I well I was uh, working at NBC Universal for a long time. I worked there for nearly a decade. They had on the marketing side for one of the television networks there, and loved that. Um, there were two things that were really the most exciting for me about that. Um, one was the storytelling and content side, and the other was the constant, fast-paced, changing world of all things digital. And you know, from I, I started working at NBC Universal in 2007, and I left in 2015. And during that time, everything about the way we marketed our content, we distributed our content, and the audiences interacted with our content had drastically shifted. So I was really intrigued by that. Um, and I ended up going to work in San Francisco, uh, in Silicon Valley, at a company called Singularity University. Um, and while I was there, I got to learn a lot about all the greatest and latest in technology from AI to VR, to AR, to, you know, digital biology, to all the blockchain and, and beyond. Um, and one thing I realized is that I missed being part of the, the media world and the world of content. Um, and I was working on a television show on science, tech, and innovation. Um, and I had actually tried VR, though, for the first time in around 20... 14. So before moving to Silicon Valley. Um, and when I started thinking about what I wanted to do next, VR kind of came up as the perfect combination of the, the, you know, all things I loved of the, of the innovation and what's coming next and the amazing storytelling. Um, and so I actually did about, I would say about 30 coffees. 
So I went around and knocked on everyone's door or their proverbial door, you know, their LinkedIn door or their email door. And, you know, I set up these coffees with people and I went to all the conferences, the tech conferences, the film festivals. By the time I was done with my 30 coffees, I was pretty clear that this was the field I wanted to work in. And so you did your research. I did some research. Thirty yeah. coffees. Thirty coffees is significant <laughs> research. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I, and I also went to all the you know all the festivals that I could um, go to during that time period. All the conferences. Tried all the content experiences and really fell in love with the the medium, the future. You know, I see it as not just the future of entertainment, um, but very much the future of computing. Computing, and you know that it's, it's a, just a very important field. So I uh, fell in love with the content, fell in love with the the, the idea of what of what we're creating, with being part of this future, um, working in a fairly nascent industry, still still um, in early ish stages. I mean. Uh, not the ground, ground floor for sure, but you know, still, still, well, the industry is fairly early, and well, also we the culture, that early, early yeah. adopter phase, you know, and that that part of the cycle, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, technically, I think VR has been around in since the fifties or sixties, so well, we're so, still, but, but, you know, when in terms of the mass, mass is picking it up. Right. Wouldn't you say so, we're still in early adopters? Yeah, we're definitely in early. Oh, for sure, in terms of um, in mass between marketing. innovator, and yes, <laughs> early adopters. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I just wasn't trying to claim to, to coming too too early on. You know, when there have been people working here since. Way before I was born. So, so, and then also this the, the the environment. I think being in an environment that is that is so strongly um, inclusive about different voices, inclusive about. Um, working towards, you know, having different points of view in the content, in the product, in the engineering cycles. And the, the, I think the, also the types of people that are attracted to this industry right now are all, you know, all uh, in some ways dreamers and idealists and visionaries. It feels and like Hollywood corrected. Hollywood in corrected. <laughs> in many ways, because of the different voices and because of the variety of storytellers yeah. and um, I see women in leadership positions. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and this is new and novel and also people of color yeah. and, and taken seriously. Well, I think there's certainly many women actually in Hollywood leadership positions. Um, if you look at, you know, heads of studios, if you look at That's people, right. at women in programming decisions, uh, you know, programming leadership. Um, and, you know, I worked at NBC Universal. We had a lot of women um, who were chairwomen uh, and running, you know, broads, you know, broad parts of the company. Um, so I wouldn't, I, so I would, so it, it's, it's, Certainly true in media as well. What I think the difference is, is that this medium is coming of age in a time where more and more companies and more and more people recognize the importance of bringing different voices and um, different representation into the product cycle early on, into the content creation early on. And so... Um, that's coming more from the ground floor, you know, from the beginning of the industry, um, so which is probably different than Hollywood. You're saying inclusive in the creative cycle in a, in a, in a different way. Yes. Okay. And not just in terms of working, but being really involved in imagining and testing and, um, it's a different type of inclusion. Or, right. And just okay. and because it's, it's an earlier time in the industry. So, right. so, um, it's coming from a, yes, from an earlier cycle. Okay, and which is great. I, from after 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 that, after doing all of these, you're seeing this in uh, women, and you were at Singularity, and then you moved. Oh, so so um, so I spent. Um, I, I first started advising some companies, and I kept getting invited to do do talks on 
VR and AR for CMOs, for chief marketing officers, or for brands and for marketers. You know, coming coming from a long marketing background, um, and it was great. I was getting to, getting to travel around the world and, and do talks, and then um, got connected up with HP and started at HP in January of 2018. So right after Sundance, January 2018. So it's been about a year and a quarter right now. Okay. It's been great. <laughs> it's been great. Yeah, I, I tell you, I think it's better than I anticipated, which is a nice, it's nice to have a job that is, you know, is, is working out better than you anticipated. Well, let's go back. Um, I, I want to make sure I don't skip up the, uh, you know, the thriller of the, or, you know, what we're really intrigued at. Did any of those 30 coffees lead to something concrete in getting your next job? I think they all led to something. Um, I mean, they all led me into falling, you know, deeper and deeper into the VR rabbit hole, (laughs) into the, into this wonderful world. Um, and I think sure, sure, definitely indirectly all resulted in the the job that I ended up, um, they ended up that that I'm in right now. Oh, great. Yeah. But the combination of the knowledge and the relationships and, um, you know, sort of indirectly. Well, that's something that I've had discussions with various people and it's about, the very special network or the very special VR community that it is, it is a community. Yes. And it is very easy to meet people right now. Yes. And, um, and people are in that mode of helping others. So it, it makes sense that, you know, I think that was a very smart strategy of saying, I really want to go into this medium. How do I get there? Was doing you know, the groundwork, the footwork. Yeah, I mean, and it could have turned out differently, right? It could have turned out that I did all the co- coffees and somewhere along the way I decided this wasn't the industry I wanted to be in. True. Um, so that, that was part of the research. <laughs> that was part of the research. Okay. But you landed in this great industry and this great job. And what's up, what's going on in location-based entertainment? What have you discovered? Oh, wow. It's a really, really exciting time in location-based, inter- in location-based entertainment and v- virtual reality. wasn't in- yes. exciting enough. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we, we've been working with some amazing companies um so we've we've been working with dave and busters and vr studios and nomadic and spaces and cheap circus and periscape and surreal and the park playground and vr arcade and i mean just so many um oh zero latency they made it they they made a big announcement in february that they were switching their tech stack over to hp intel and microsoft and so they have um 30 locations already and um many more coming um so we've been lucky enough to work with some of the 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 best known and um, biggest biggest companies nomadic actually who we've been working with um in their orlando location just announced yesterday their second location coming out of vegas um yeah at area uh, 15 with with also with one dome um who one dome also is going to be part of that in in las vegas and uh, we've worked we worked with one dome since their first location in san francisco so it's been it's been um it's been a really fun journey in this past year and year, year plus um, to work with so many of the the companies that are really making huge strides and making huge differences in this industry. Um, and we, um, you know, we've been working with them on, on the technology side. So um, either with head, with the headsets or with um, our backpacks or with workstations or towers or laptops or um, actually outside of VR, we have all these other um uh, retail retail technology like point of sale and display and 3D printing and you know other other so we t- to tap into those parts of HP as well to work with location based entertainment because at some in some level it's, it's it's a retail establishment you know it's so for me retail um, location based entertainment is really interesting it is taking 
three, like three or four different industries and kind of bringing them together. And they're all, they all have their own challenges. So I really admire the great entrepreneurs that are bringing, bringing this together and making this a success. So you're talking about uh, emerging tech, you know, so, t- you know, the technology that's constantly changing or early stage emerging technology plus content, right? Which is very important. Very, yeah. The plus the content plus retail operations. Right. And bringing that all together to, you know, to, to come up with the right tech stack, to bring in the right content and then have the right operational, um, you know, the right operations to drive, to um, have a good customer experience and the right sort of, you know, uh, marketing point of view to, or, and look, you know, picking the right location to drive traffic. Right. All very essential in doing yes. this. Yeah. Have you seen um, any trends coming along that you think people aren't aware of that you foresee? Because you you, you go into so many places and you you, as far as I know, you've tried almost everything. <laughs> yeah, I think some of the trends. I think free roam is on the rise. Okay. Um, you know, having. I think some of the early early virtual reality experiences that started. Um, a lot of them were sort of at home VR put into an establishment, which made sense be- in, in some ways, yeah, for sure, sure, because most people don't have VR at home, right? And so, and they, you know, lower the threshold to, right. to, and so to make, for the price of a operating. ticket or for yeah. the price of a session, you, you had the ability to try it out. Um, and I, I, I think there's, we're seeing more and more free roam um, and multiplayer because what, you know, one of the, one of the exciting things about a virtual reality and, and having the ability to do it in an, in an environment is the ability to go and do it with friends, you know? So it's not just, you know, for example, spaces, the, you have a Terminator experience, right? Um, and they scan, they scan your face. And so when you're in the Terminator world, you see your own face on the Terminator body. And I you're, don't and you, know. <laughs> no, it's great actually, because it's really, well, it's fun and it's funny sure, and it's great. Sure. And one of the things that's also fun about it is that, you know, um, a lot of times when you're in VR, you know, you're like, am I the green one? Are you the green one? Who's yeah. the green? You know, you, it's like hard enough to figure out on your who's own who? Yeah. who's who, let alone who's somebody else, you know, who's, you know, who you are, who someone else is. And so when you have your little face on your, your 3D <laughs> scanned face, you know who you are and then you know who everybody else is. And then they also give you this fun, this fun video to take, to take with you, which, um, you know, you can put on your Instagram and put on all your, and all your social media, which also, you know, also further drives excitement and interest. I was going to say, that's very clever marketing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. They're going to do that. Sandbox also has a really, a really fun video that they put together um, that also drives that. You know, sort of similar to um, what Beat Saber has done with Live and, and and others, where you know you you're, you're getting to, you have that mixed reality experience that shows both um, it, you yourself in real life, but it also shows the experience you're seeing. So so it's much more fun for other people to watch. Oh, that's exciting. So free roam, backpacks, that's this exciting multiplayer. It sounds like uh, even more personalization in inside the games. Um, giving it, you yeah. know, there's just... So th- those are some of the things that I've seen um, sort of out in the, uh, in the, in the world. Um, and, there, you know, there certainly still is a place for, you know, for people that are doing, that are doing the um, room scale VR, um, you know, still si- single player. There's, right. lo- there's lots of companies that are doing really well with that. Servios is one a company that we've worked with that is doing really well with that and, and you know, keeps announcing m- more and more great games. Um, then the other thing that I've seen a lot of, 
especially at film festivals, but it, but in some cases, you know, brought into co- the commercial world, um, is the is the blending of immersive theater with virtual reality. And so that so, looks exciting. Yeah, there's some some examples, um, some early on examples. I think Alice or the horrifically real virtuality that were they were both shown at Venice. Um, and also, I think future of storytelling. Uh, Jack, we we worked with we worked with um, the, we worked with the horrifically real virtuality by DV. Um, we also worked with Jack, um, the Baobab, and Matthias Schellerberg brought to to uh, Tribeca last year, where you're interact. You know, you go into VR. You're in a headset. You're wearing you're wearing a backpack, and then you're interacting with a character who's an actor in mocap. Um, and you know they appear to you as a frog or as um, you know a, your mother or <laughs> I mean, not your specific yeah, mother, yeah. but a mother, yeah, a mother, uh, yeah. a mother. <laughs> Jack, Jack's mother in that in that case, or Ed Woods, or um, you know. So so they there's a couple of really interesting things that have been done like that. Um, another example is Chained um, that was done by Madison Wells Group and um, and, and and their great team um, and Justin Denton and. Um, that was like sort of a Christmas Carol reimagined, and it's it's a, it's a single player virtual reality experience. It started in L.A. and just went to New York, and you're interacting you're interacting first with a live actor out of VR, and then you go into virtual reality hmm. and you interact with a, an actor in VR that appears to you as you, know, That's you can imagine in the Christmas yeah. Carol appears to you as different <laughs> yes. different incarnations. Um, and then one one that we just supported is called the Second Civil War, and that just showed at the Tribeca Film Festival. And you interact with a, a live actor, and then you go into virtual reality. Um, so interesting, it's, it's, you know, taking you know pulling elements from some of the you know long running hit series like Sleep No More, or Then She Fell, and some you know some other big immersive theater. Um, immersive theater and then bringing elements of that into virtual reality. And I think that it's been, what I think is interesting with that, you know, it's, um, it's been, there's one called draw me closer a few years ago, also at Tribeca. So it's been, it's been seen in these very, um, in the film festival circuit and these very artistic and sort of independent, uh, use. But it, I, I find it interesting when we're, we're now seeing that brought into you know brought more into a commercial sector where it's it's still indie it's still very you know very artistic but they're they're you know they they now live out there in the world where people can just find you know find it online and buy tickets if they're lucky enough to to, to get a slot <laughs> you know because they're high these shows are highly highly in demand right well hp um doing anything specific in the realm or in storytelling and content that's different so we aren't doing a lot of content funding um, we, so our overall strategy, I'll just back up and tell you a little bit about our overall strategy. So H- HP has been around for 80 years. This is our 80th uh, anniversary. Since the garage. Since, since the it started, garage. It started since in the garage. It started in the garage. It's a garage story. It's the first Silicon Valley story, the first Silicon Valley garage story. So it was our, the two founders in the garage creating technology for Walt Disney for the movie Fantasia. Um, and so it's movie related. Movie related, yeah. How so about that? Yeah, so it's a nice legacy around media entertainment and nice legacy around technology and, and computing. And in Silicon Valley. In Silicon Valley, yes. So it's so a little bit of all of it. And um, and so 
you know, and since then, we've been very focused on inventing and reinventing the future and technology and, you know, been been through all the waves, you know, so first wave mainframes, like, you know, desktop and uh, PC, mobile and social. And now we see the future as being the future of computing, being VR, being immersive computing, you know, AI, 3D printing, you know, so, you know some of the, a lot of the things that we're putting a lot of attention and focus on today. And so, yeah, so for us, it's, it's much bigger than just, just media it's really the future of computing and I think that's actually interesting because you're kind of staking a claim in an area that the media companies most aren't Mm -hmm. and um it is true I mean that is where when you start to think about it that's where people want to be is in in not just a a flat screen right but a much more realistic environment absolutely yes so that's kind of exciting (laughs) yes it is it's really interesting so so that said we we have a focus on and on the enterprise side okay um and so within that there's five industries that we're the most focused on and those are location-based entertainment and media entertainment that we've been that we've been chatting about this whole time enterprise training and that includes military first responder any any type of enterprise training um the third would be architecture, engineering, and construction, right. uh, which includes automotive and, and product dev and, and all of those types of companies. Um, um, the fourth would be healthcare. Oh, yeah. that's... And then the fifth is um, higher education. Oh, that's pretty novel. What do you see foresee in higher education? Uh, we, we're actually working with a lot of companies already, or not companies, a lot of universities or a lot of institutions um, that are, there, one example, there's a, there's a university that ha, in, for their medical school has a hundred virtual reality stations that they, that they purchased to do medical cadavers. So instead of... Uh, yes, real ones. <laughs> <laughs> they are able to do that education in VR. Feels like a CSI episode, you know, where they would forecast the technology. Let's picture right now, if any CSI showrunners are listening or producers are listening, we got an episode for you. <laughs> it's can, so you know yeah, we're always we're always here. looking to get our script our scripts. Uh. <laughs> okay, so and in those, you don't see any type of specific content in that kind of strategic range. So okay, so so that's so that's the overall strategy, and you know today. Um, if you want to buy some buy some products for us, it would be it's you know it's the the backpacks, yeah, the hardware, it's, yeah. yeah, the backpacks, the wearables, the, the, the headsets. We had the Windows Mixed Reality headset that we've had for about a year, two two years already. We just announced the HP Reverb, which yes. is coming. Yes, we're really excited <laughs> about it. You know, coming to you very very very, very soon. soon. Um, and the. Um, we have the towers, we have workstations, we have laptops. Um, and, but I, I, what I, what I would say is like, we're very early in our journey. Okay. Uh, so, you know, still yeah. Hope. So since, so the <laughs> HP reverb has been the, 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 the first product we've announced and launched since, since I've joined, um, and we're, you know, but, but they're still really, really early. So look, look for more announcements, look, look for us doing, you know, a lot more like right now is ma- really just mainly around the hardware, but we'll be kind of going up the, the tech stack, um, looking at some, some interesting, some really interesting things. Um, so as things evolve, yeah. you know, I'm sure strategies always evolve with them. And right. so maybe it will make sense at a certain point in the future. I mean, storytelling is such a key element. It's such a of key element. Field. And so what, so, so, and you and I get, I get a lot of content funding pitches and, you know, I would love to be doing that. Right. Like I absolutely would love to be doing much 
more of that. That's that is more of my you know coming out of you, television. It's yeah, more of my background. You said that and so, with marketing, you were driven by story, right? So. Um, it's but we, we what we don't have at HP, and it's not part of our strategy right now, is a store or a platform. And right. so, so you know, I think the, the places like. You know, all the uh, Oculus and, and Vive and um, even Samsung and, you know, some of the others that have their, their, their clear platform, Windows Mixed Reality, they have the clear store and platform. In addition to, I think, you know, wanting to fund content to drive headset sales and support the industry, they also want to be, be, making, sure, be making sure that their, their and Sony, would be another example, have a platform that, that is constantly filled with great content. Um, and since we don't have that, um, that, you know, the sort of business ROI and strategy just doesn't make as much sense for us right now. Okay. And so what we find is that most of the, the clients we work with and the partners we work with are not looking to get our hardware stacked with content. And, and, and companies talk to me about this all the time and ask all the time, oh, don't you want to do a bundle? And most of the clients are not looking to us for a bundle. Most of them just want the great hardware and want to put their own want... content on it. <laughs> That's true. And so, so, so up to now, we haven't done that. I mean, we, we certainly have worked with, um, I think in some of the industries like training and healthcare, we have been work. we, we have, um, I think it's uh, some ISV relationships where, um, where like let's say there's an OSHO training and that 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 can be purchased by many different groups. And for our international audience, OSHA is um, the American body that looks at making sure you don't have any workplace accidents. Right. Occupational thank, safety thank and thank health, you. or something. Thank, thank just, in with that, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, safety training that you could, that, that you know many different places might use. So we might work with a company that ha- that's created a great training and help them bring it to the diff- you know different potential clients, and you know they they and bundle it with hardware software in the, in in that. Um, and so there's certain types of industries where I think that makes more sense for us right now. Um, and up to, it, up to now, it hasn't made as much business sense for us on the on the the content side and so what we i try to what we do that on the on the on the entertainment side is try to support the ecosystem in other ways and and support people when they come to festivals support them if we if we're doing an event and you know bring them into our events um and you know support them with hardware and, and focus more on that. that's meaningful i mean that's uh that's not ignoring the sector that's still embracing it oh absolutely and, i mean yeah. I, I would say at almost every festival we are supporting Anywhere from three to five projects with hardware or or, or other things that they've asked us to work, work with. I'd them like on. to point out to our listeners that we are all wearing Con XR badges with yes. the big HP logo on yes. the back. I hope, I, I hope everyone can see it on this podcast. Yeah. Just imagine the <laughs> HP logo on the back of a white yeah. card. So HP is actually one of the, the title sponsors of Can and has been for many, many, many years. So has a big, a big uh, traditionally has had a very large presence at Can, including the big, huge billboards that you see outside the Palais. They're giant. They're giant, and <laughs> they're, they're printed giant. by HP. So actually, the yeah, the um, the support of and the sponsorship of Can has been driven out of our our print division in Europe. So that is again supporting content in in a roundabout way. I mean, or absolutely, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it been, it's been many, many. I actually don't know the number of years, but I think it's been many, many, many years. That this 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 relationship has has got, gone on, um, and yeah, it's been it's been a, a, a deep and meaningful relationship. Well, that's super. How about what you see for yourself in the next couple of years? Is there any kind of goals that you have or things that you want to accomplish in VR, you know, 
big hairy goals or the the dream the difficult one. Wow, that's the dream goals. Well, so so we're um, we've we announced our HP Reverb launch. Um, It is, and I think there's a little little video on Twitter. Which is at Joanna Popper um, on Twitter, and you can see you putting it on. Is that right? There is a video of me <laughs> doing hands on. That's funny, and you, I show you how it has a great ponytail holder. Uh, <laughs> that is so cool. Because we're both, right we're now. both have our hair in yeah. ponytails yes, right now. If you only had our, so I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Um, so so that so that product we're we're already selling it on the enterprise side. So anyone who has an HP salesperson can can already put their orders in and we'll be receiving it really soon. Um, the the consumer launch there um, is rolled out country by country. Um, so each each country works with their local retailers and their HP.com store um, and has. A, slightly different uh, on-sale date, which is a little bit confusing, I think, but that's how it there is. There were when reasons. You, <laughs> I'm sure there were reasons. <laughs> that's how it is when you work in 130 countries. Um, yeah, so our products are sold in 130 countries, and so um, they are not launched simultaneously across every single country, as I think is how it's traditionally been, and, and also working with the retailers in every country. So um, the European... I don't know when this is going to air, but the European... The, uh, the European... Shortly. Okay, the European... Um, stores um on the hp side were just or the product was just launched in the stores for notification and you know the on sale will be coming really Shortly. soon um and and same with the u.s i think they the sales were opened br- briefly um as you would imagine the demand is a lot higher than the supply right now so the sales were open briefly and then um the, a little yeah <laughs> a little hold and you can catch up okay yeah a little bit of catching up that's great up. though that means that the demand is there which oh, the means demand, you're onto demand some, is very yeah. you're onto something yeah, for sure yeah the demand is very high and yeah and we're I mean, we're tracking also the demand you know all the enterprise cu- customers have been putting in their orders and very 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 high high demand so you have your own you have I your have, own I have one with me yeah oh exciting yeah and it was sent here to me actually it's waiting you have to go, go grab it at the the hotel <laughs> I don't carry one around. I would rather our, our, our partners have them than, than me. So I, you know, I'm always you lending them out, lending them out all the time. Yes. Oh, that's super. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we were super, super excited about that headset. You know, the three things that the team focused on in terms of building it. Um, well, so we, we've had a headset, as I said, for the past year and a half with the Windows Mixed Reality headset. That was a Microsoft uh, you know, reference, archi- uh, reference architecture where the team just kind of created the, from mm-hmm. the reference architecture. So the three things that we're focused on this time, which I think are interesting, basically we took that feedback on that headset plus other headsets that we resell the Vives and Vive Pros on their behalf. And obviously we work with a lot of um, partners that you know work with other headsets, of course, too, and took feedback on what people were looking for across training, across media and entertainment and LBE, across healthcare. And there were three primary things that rose to the top across all the sectors for us. Okay. And those were one ease of use. Okay, and so, absolutely. And so, you know, it's with window, on Windows Mixed Reality tracking, it's inside out tracking. So that's, you know, you, you don't have to pop up cameras or base stations. It's, you know, e- easier to easier to use on in, in that stand, from that standpoint. So that was one. Two was visual fidelity. And we, we heard that a lot from training. Um, in training, they, while they, you know, it has visual 
there's a lot of text that people are reading. Mm -hmm. And so having that legibility and that ability to actually read in VR was really important for training. It's also really important, of course, for location-based entertainment because everyone wants their content to look better, right? So really highest level uh, visual fidelity. So it's 2X, you know, the previous version. It's 2160 by 2160 per eye. So really, really great, great visuals. So so that was the second thing. And then the third thing was comfort. So we're hearing from architecture, (laughs) engineering, construction, and product dev, they're actually wearing headsets all day long while they develop. And so you know, how does that impact their, their neck? How, do, you know, how, how does that feel? And so this headset is only 1.1 pounds. It, wow. And, and, the, and the way it's built, it takes a lot of the weight on the back, uh, you know, on the crown of your head. And so mm-hmm. it's not just on the front. And so it feels so really it feels comfortable. Like it's, it's, you know, mashing into your cheekbones. Not mashing into your cheekbones as much. Yeah. And then, you know, the same that, 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 uh, that, that, um, circle on the back that takes a lot of the weight is also where you can put your ponytail through that we were just Woo-hoo! talking about. <laughs> so, you know, so this is, so, you know, we got um, really positive press coverage um, and, and really, really, you know, we, we went and demoed it at lots and lots of the shows, um, you know, first in Secret Suites and then publicly once we announced it about a month or two ago and getting really positive feedback, especially on the graphic fidelity and the visuals and, and the, the, you know, the weight um, and how, you know, how comfortable and ergonomic it feels. So it doesn't people. feel so much like, you know, the box on your head and and which is a big downer for a lot of people wanting to go into VR it's or XR you know you have this yeah, yeah. heavy people, thing pulling pulling really positive your, feedback yeah, about how it feels on their head which is great so that that's been announced you know lots of other announcements coming from us um, and so you know I think last year was really about oh no you know when, when I got to HP you know, everybody knows HP, right? There's no question of like, what is that company? Or I've never heard of that company, right? It's a very established, well-known brand. But there were questions around what's HP doing in VR? Or why is HP doing, doing VR? And I think we, we talked about that earlier. So last year was a lot about building that story, building the brand around VR, creating that connection for our 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 brand to VR, our brand to content, our brand From computers to, and printers to right. VR and the, the future of technology. Right. Okay. And so, um, and this year, you know, we have, we have this, this product launch and, and more to come. And so it's connecting with the, you know, the overarching brand and the, the brand around VR to specific pro- products. And, and your many, dream? More, many more coming. <laughs> my, my dream, my dream. Oh, like your well, dream to do this? Um, well, I, you know, we're still so early on. Okay. So what, what, you know, so I have, so part of it is that, you know, we get to that mass consumer adoption point. Okay. So we get to the place that, you know, I've been so lucky to see so many amazing experiences by so many, you know, super creative and innovative content creators. Um, and so my, so one dream is that this is something that, you know, many more people, like everybody's getting to have those same experiences. Everybody's getting to have those same interactive and immersive and sort of you know, mind-blowing experiences that we all get to have when we come to these festivals or to tech conferences. So that this all becomes much more widely available, widely acceptable, widely widely distributed. So that's one. And that we, and that we continue to create really engaging, empowering content that speaks to... To different audiences, it speaks to all of us, and that there's there's content for everybody, and you know people see themselves reflected. I, I, I've always believed very strongly in the power of media to tell a story and to create realities and to create our own view of the world, or to you know 
enhance our views of the world, enhance our feelings of ourselves, enhance our sense of belonging in the world, and enhance our education, expand our minds, expand our points of view, um, drive us to all be you know, better, better versions of ourselves. And so my dream is that virtual reality and, and, you know, XR con- contributes t- to, you know, really creating a, the more positivity in the world for all of us. Well, on that note, Joanna, I can't think of a better way to end. What an, you know, enlightening conversation. And thank you so much for spending time with us at Con XR. Thank you so much. Thanks for doing these interviews. It was really fun. Okay. I look forward to seeing you at the next festival. <laughs> with our ponytails. Absolutely. All right. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> bye. Thanks. <laughs>